Welcome to the Born Connect, the show that inspires you through the success stories of everyday people. Now, here's your host, Omar Born. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Born Connect. It's the podcast that inspires you through the stories of everyday people just like yourself. I'm your host, Omar Bourne, and as always, I want to thank you for listening. You could have been anywhere else in the world, but you're here with me, and I appreciate that. You guys know what time it is. It's time for another one. It's another one, like DJ Khaled would say. Today, we're talking about setbacks. That's right. What do we do when the unexpected happens? My guest, Ethan Incana, he faced a major setback, but through that setback, he's got a comeback and he's going to share his story with us. If you want to connect with Ethan, you can follow him on Instagram at Ethan Incana, at E-T-H-A-N-N-K-A-N-A. We got two N's in there. Or you could check out his photography page at new local underscore photography. And Omar, what about you? Where can we connect with you? Glad you asked. Hit me up on IG. You know where to find me at The Born Writer. Or subscribe to my podcast. That's right. I'm on Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You name it. I'm on it. But enough with the introductions let's get to the inspiration ethan and Kana, my man welcome to the show hey oh thanks for having me man it's uh i'm stoked to be here with you and you know i'm conflicted because on one hand i feel like there's a an expectation to be professional but on the other hand you're my boy and i want to talk like boys do so uh <laughs> you know i'm struggling with my uh with my language a little bit man but stoked to talk with you no we're boys so we're gonna talk like boys um and, and i think that's gonna be key and important for this conversation uh, and for our listeners we're boys we we go way back to college days and He's been one of my main friends for a very long time now, so I'm happy that uh, you were able to take some time out to, to chat with me. Yeah, thanks for having me, dude. I'm excited to be here with you. Let's get right into it. Now, coming out of college and, and getting that job and going to law school, and how did that make you feel? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. You know, I mean, I think that's what I had this vision for my life of how I wanted it to look, and law school was a big part of that. And so I knew, you know, after college, at some point I had to differentiate myself professionally from, you know, kind of from the fray. And so I went to law school, did my MBA and immediately moved to Colorado and started a job with a healthcare organization here and absolutely loved it. it I think it was kind of the genesis of my of my experience as a leader. Mm-hmm. And, and you were there for about six years. You were a director, you were a manager. And then one day the unexpected happened. Tell us about that. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you, you think you, you see layoffs happen and it, it seems like it always happens to, to somebody else. And I'd seen, you know, in my, you know, 12 or 13 years in my career at that point, I had seen many, many layoffs happen, but for some reason you always think that happens to other people. Uh, mm-hmm. But I got the call that everybody knows what that call is from HR. And they said, Hey, we wanted to see you on a Friday afternoon. So, you know, that's never you know, a good what thing. That means. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, never a good thing. And uh, so went in to talk with HR and 
they said, hey, you uh, you will be done in six days. Wow. And so next Friday will be your last day and you'll collect your check. And I was devastated, man, you know, from, you know, from this point of, you know, feeling as though, okay, my career is on the right track and, you know, it's an upward trajectory and I like where I'm at. Uh, and then immediately to just have that all stripped from you, um, you take it personally, even though in my case, it was my department being closed. You take that personally. I was devastated, man. And I, and more so, I was ashamed. How do you navigate through those feelings? Yeah, you know, I had a huge, huge pity party the first week after right. I got laid off. So, you know, I didn't really do much. I was, uh, you know, I didn't really talk to a lot of people either. I wasn't, you know, the best person to be around. And then I put a plan together. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I figured out, okay, here's, there's three phases to my job search you know, executive recruiters and all of these other things. So put a, put a plan in place. Um, and I started calling everybody, but more importantly, I think the thing through that time that I found encouragement from was the people around me. Right. And so the way I, for, you know, as you know, I am a photographer in my free time. And so the way for me, I was able to capture all of this feedback I was getting. Cause I, I would call a friend and say, you know, hey, this is what I'm going through. And it's, you know, it was someone I trusted. So I could say, hey, I'm embarrassed or I'm ashamed or I don't know what my worth is. And inevitably, they would have some story that said something to the effect of, I've been through that. I know what that's like. Hmm. And I found community through that. It was a, rem a reminder that things were going to get better. They said, it's going to be difficult for a while. It will get better. I promise. Uh, and that one was just this gentle reminder that like, yeah, it sucks right now. And it's going to suck for a little while. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think sometimes we we want this, these microwave solutions. We want things to be better right away. Uh, but understanding that like this time and place, um, it's not going to be the it's not going to be the greatest. Uh, but the second one that I took away and and this ties into, you know, we'll talk about the comeback in just a little bit. But it's a Latin phrase. And it says per aspera ad astra. Oh, wow. And it means, wow, 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 wow. I got to stop you because per ardua ad astra through difficulties reach for the stars yes, was yes. my theme at yes. my high school in Barbados. That was our model yes. <laughs> in my high school. Bro, that is crazy. Bro, <laughs> bro, that was my joint, dude. That was my joint. Wow. Wow. I'm telling you, man, that that was the when when it was one of my buddies out west, Chase, who said that to me. And when he said that, man, it just it gave me chills, man. Yeah, it gave me chills to know that you it's through. It's only through this. Mm -hmm. It's not despite this. It's through this. Yeah. That you make it to the stars, man. And, and man, I just meant so much to me at that time. Yeah. So what advice would you have for someone who, you know, maybe going through what you've been through, especially in these difficult times when we look at, you know, COVID and people who may have lost their job? What do you tell them? You know, don't allow this circumstance to define who you are. There were times if I would walk into a restaurant and I'm this is as real as real can get. I would think to myself, everybody here knows that I'm unemployed. Hmm. Is that, is that rational? Uh, <laughs> no, it's not. It's, it's not rational. Not, yeah. <laughs> it's not. But but that was how pervasive 
that experience was for me is it defined who I am to the point where people who had never even seen me before knew about this layoff. And not only was it a layoff because my department got, it was Ethan specifically. Right. And, mm. and so I want that big became the label that I basically wore a shirt of your saying, scarlet you letter. Know, exactly. Exactly. Wow. It was. And so again, this is not me preaching. Like I I've been there. I, I, it sucks, man. It sucks. But I also think there's such an important responsibility that we have in that comeback story. And so on, on one hand, it's knowing what fills your cup, but on a more, from a more pragmatic perspective, put a plan in place. Mm-hmm. The, the most important thing was knowing what my destination was. So I said, okay, here's the job title that I want. Here's the industry or industries that I want to be in. And here's the relative type of company I want to work for. Mm-hmm. And then I had also an Excel spreadsheet of my entire network. And I just, I had them in three tiers, people that I can call and ask for anything, people who I can call and ask for a favor if something's, you know, you know, and it's not that difficult. And then people I can probably send an email to. And so just, I worked that list as well and just talked to everybody, told them what I was going through. Everybody was super receptive, extremely encouraging. Um, And that is what led to getting connected to other opportunities. So um, you really have to put a plan in place, work your plan and treat it like a job. All valuable information here. And, and that is what led and culminated into Rocky Mountain Physician Agency. Tell us about it. <laughs> so the first week after HR said, hey, your next day's Friday, Liz uh, bought me a massage. And so I went, there was, you know, some chain massage place, went in and I was sitting in the lobby and there was a magazine on the, the, the table in the waiting area and it said Denver's top docs. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, oh, man, I wonder how much those docs make. I wonder if they know how much they should make. Mm-hmm. How would they know how much they should make? Mm-hmm. And it spiraled into this, is this kind of uh, analogy of, man, they're a lot like NBA players. And so so at this point, I'm crawling out of my skin. <laughs> and the, uh, so the masseuse comes out and says, hey, you know, we'll take you back. I don't think I sat still that entire hour. I was shaking. I got out of there. I called my buddy and I was yelling into the phone. Why don't physicians have agents like NBA players? Mm-hmm. Do, do they? And and my buddy, uh, just for context, he's a contracting executive with a, a large healthcare organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's in that space. He lives in, breathe it, breathes it, just like I had. And you know, through a few questions, we kind of came to this preliminary conclusion that they don't. Right. There's there's nobody advocating for physicians when they after they spend 20, 25 years going through med school, residency, fellowship, special subspecialization training, and then they come out and make hundreds of thousands of dollars, but nobody in any part of their education has given them any insight or education or training on the financial piece mm. on how much you should get paid on what should you look for in a contract and what makes a good or a bad contract. Uh, and, and, you know, shockingly, and as you know, my mom's a doctor. So of course I ran this by her first, but you know, she said, talk to my friends, talk to other doctors. 
And they all validated this, that there's no true advocate for the physician when it comes to negotiating their contracts and salaries. Mm -hmm. And so I'm taking it that you're going to be that advocate. And and what is that going to look like? And I'm glad that you mentioned the basketball analogy because I know you're a big NBA fan and (laughs) I am as well. So to be able to apply that concept to what you want to do now uh, just seems like a, a natural transition, really. So I love hoops. Like, that's my life. Right. And so to bring together my passion for advocacy uh, for physicians, right? Because, you know, my mom being a doctor, I do have a, a soft spot in my heart for physicians and my love for basketball. And so to your question relative to how does it work, it's the it's an identical model to the NBA agency model. Mm-hmm. So think Maverick Carter, he represents LeBron James and LeBron James is, of course, the greatest player in the world. No, cap. arguably. <laughs> no cap. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, so Mav Carter negotiates LeBron James' salary. The physician, the NBA player's agent's job is to get them the most money as fast as possible in the best te- on the best team. Yep. Or at least in the best situation, mm-hmm. and that's what I do for physicians as well. So, when a physician hires me, they say. Hey, you know, a, a health system may say, hey, we're looking for a cardiologist with this much experience and, you know, these capabilities. And so I say, hey, I have a client who fits, you know, who fits those characteristics and I'll negotiate the deal on behalf of the physician. And, and you say business, but I'm on your Instagram and you say you're not starting a business. What are you starting? And tell us about that. <laughs> you remember, you, you, you know this. So you remember when Jay-Z said, he said, this is not a business, man. I'm a business, man. Mm. This is, I, I'm an industry, man. I'm, I'm not starting a business. That's right. I'm not starting a business. I'm starting an industry. And so right now there's this huge gap that nobody talks about in healthcare where physicians don't have an advocate negotiating their contracts. And so this doesn't have borders. This doesn't have restrictions on licensing or anything like that. This is helping physicians do something that they already have to do for themselves, but someone who has the education, training, uh, and background who sat on the other side of the table. Right. You know, I spent in my career, I was the one sitting on the other side telling the CEO, hey, here's how much you've paid Dr. Smith and here's why. Because mm-hmm. here's what, you know, here's what we'll make on the back end. Uh, and so I know exactly how that experience is for physicians. You know, regardless of where you are and what you go through, you can bounce back. There is determination and there is the hope that tomorrow will be better. Uh, And it's not over yet. We got the top three coming up next. (laughs) And I'm 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 looking forward. I'm I'm looking forward. Yeah, I am as well. Uh, So stay tuned. Stay right here. We'll be right back. I started this podcast because I love connecting with people and sharing their stories. During each episode, we're hanging out with people from all walks of life. I'm talking journalists, psychologists, students, artists, musicians, you name it. We're sharing the stories of everyday people just like you to discover how they unlock their potential. My hope is that by hearing their stories, it'll inspire you to pursue your dreams. So no matter what walk of life you're from, we've got something for you. And we're not going to disappoint. Thank you for listening. You could have been anywhere else in the world, but you're here with me. And I appreciate that. 
stick around. I've got more to come. Welcome back to the Born Connect. It is top three time. Ethan is going to give me six choices and I have to choose his top three of those six choices. I have three chances to choose his top three. So I can go three for three. I can go over, which I've never done before, or I could be mediocre. Oh boy. That's oh, right. Boy. That's right. So Ethan, take it away. What are your six choices? We're talking NBA. Is that correct? Yes, sir. We are top talking. I'm going to name six NBA players, mm-hmm. three of whom are my favorites all time. And I want you to name the three that are my favorites. Okay, let's get into it. What do, what do you got? In no particular order, Ramo, uh-huh. Allen Iverson, Kobe Bryant, Scottie Pippen, LeBron James, Chris Paul, and Kawhi Leonard. Oh, man. Okay. All right. All right. So I'm just going to go. You're about to go for my man. No, no, no way. Um, I'm going to go rest in peace to the great Kobe Bean Bryant. And wrong. No way. How do you wrong. not? Have, oh my goodness. Wrong. How do you not have Kobe on your list? Uh, that in itself. Fun. Is, I told you over three, my man. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> okay. All right. Head in the game. Uh, a point guard has to be in there. Uh, I see a lot of CP3 in you, so I'm going to go Chris Paul. Wrong. Over two. Over two. Oh my goodness. All right. right. I've got to at least go one for three here. So AI, Allen Iverson. Yes. Okay. Oh man. All right. So I got one for three. I got AI. So who who was I missing? Scotty and Scotty and LeBron James. And oh, and you mentioned (laughs) and you meant you know what? That's my bad because you did mention LeBron earlier in the conversation yes, so yes, you know what that's yeah, my that's bad my that's my bad last question for my listeners here what inspires you people who have the guts to bet on themselves and you know anytime i meet a new person and i think back to last year when i was you know when i was laid off i always ask them what is it that gave you the guts to jump from the safe to the unsafe. That's the thing that I'm always so fascinated by because I think, you know, there's a million good ideas every single day. A good idea doesn't really mean a whole lot, especially in a world that's as small as ours is. But it's the people who act on those ideas and who who take that first step because that's the hardest one, right? It's, you know, it's not the it's not it's not the 26.2 miles, right? It's taking that first step of the marathon, right? Or getting to the training for the first time that I find is what weeds out so many people. And I'm always fascinated by hearing stories like yours and my buddies and and seeing all of the people that have, you know, as you said, have had setbacks, uh, but have also reinvented themselves. And just one shameless plug, there's a book by John Acuff called Do Over that I read during this time last year. And it was singularly the most impactful book I've ever read for a period in my life, hands down. And for anyone going through a loss of a job or, you know, loss of income, I think it's a vital, vital book as you contemplate your next step. 
Well said, Ethan. And and one more time for my listeners, where can they connect with you? Yeah, all over the place, right? So <laughs> um, you can find me on LinkedIn, of course. Uh, but I would say primarily my socials are E-T-H-A-N n-k-a-n-a that's my personal instagram and i have also my photography instagram which is new local underscore photography uh, i'm working on my facebook page for rmpa but you can find the rmpa website at www.rmpa.co that's robert mary paul adam.co He's Ethan Ankana. I'm Omar Bourne. You're our listeners. This is the Bourne Connect. As always, stay inspired. Thank you for listening to the Bourne Connect. Until next time, stay inspired. Stay inspired.